Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Ashton. Today is August 14th. It is 1:44 here in the afternoon. Today I'm going to be talking about uh, the Chiefs and their preseason, first preseason game so far, and what rookies I was particularly looking at, and also later on in the podcast talking about the NBA and their uh, nationally televised games, the big matchups that you are going to want to watch out for. So. Starting off with the Chiefs rookies, they they looked really good in the first preseason preseason game. the The score was thirty one seventeen, I believe. Let me look that up real quick. But uh, Miko Harmon, uh, the Chiefs wide receiver, number seventeen, he he is almost as as fast as Tyreek Hill. He ha- he caught a pass and just took it towards the end zone, and everybody just looked like five steps slower than he was so he was uh he's this offense this year is going to be really explosive I really I'm really looking forward to watching the Chiefs offensively I everybody's like saying that Patrick Mahomes is not going to get like 50 touchdowns this year but I think he can honestly I think he can match that if not get even more touchdowns in the passing game because Miko Hardman is pretty much like another Tyree kill almost, but a little bit taller and younger and he's not going to get suspended or anything for abusing his child or anything. So not to call out Tyree kill or anything, but Tyree kill didn't get suspended. He's going to be, he didn't get suspended. So Tyree kill will be there from day one. Uh, another, rookie that uh, I was looking forward to watching uh, in the first Chiefs preseason game against the Bengals was uh, Juan Thornhill, a safety in the backfield for the Chiefs. He, from what I've heard from training camp and uh, watching uh, the franchise on the Chiefs, uh, it's just the franchise is something, it's like a documentary kind of ordeal where they they record uh, all of the so far they've recorded uh, the free agency they've recorded training camp and they've just like they're getting to like interviews with one-on-one with players and stuff um so it's kind of it's kind of cool to like watch all that and like see like how they do all of it it's kind of interesting and uh all I've like the last episode that I watched from the uh, from the franchise, uh, they talked a little bit about Juan Thornhill and how he's always in the, he's, he's a ball hawk and he is always like whenever somebody throws, uh, Patrick Mahomes or Chad Henney, whenever they throw the football, he's kind of always near the football and seems to always like do really well getting near the football and getting wrapping up guys and getting interceptions. So I've heard he's had a really good training camp. And from what I've watched, uh, from what he had played in the first preseason game, he, he looked pretty good. Um, and another, now I'm kind of switching towards more of the offensive side of the football. Uh, the, this guy, he was the running back, uh, Oh, I can't remember his name off the 
top of my head. I gotta look him up, but he was number twenty five. He's he was one of our late uh late round picks, uh the sixth round pick, uh number twenty five. He just kinda outran everybody and he was he was he made some really good plays. He almost hurdled a guy. Uh Deron Thompson is his name. And he's man, he is pretty quick and speedy. He's out of Utah State and he was the he was a sixth round pick, uh two hundred and fourteenth pick. And uh I'm kind of excited to watch him because he'll be right behind uh uh Williams and Carlos Hyde and he he'll be like our third main back. I think he'll mainly be playing on special teams and what he he'll probably be like one of the gunners and like going after players and uh, like trying to like so what I mean by gunner is he's like on the outside and like when we punt the football and we have to go chase after him uh he's one of those guys on the outside that has to like he's getting double teamed by usually by uh the return team and so he'll have to fight through that and wrap up the guy on the other end that's what i see him being as um but also i could see him being the one to like also be the one on special teams to like say down to hike um when he's right next to the punter and so that's kind of what I see his role is at on this team anyways um he's I feel like he's gonna make the team because he's he's proven himself pretty uh useful and with the core of Damian Williams Carlos Hyde and uh Daryl Williams also um, no relationship, to, no relation whatsoever to Damian Williams, but uh, we have a really strong core of running backs, and I'm kind of excited to watch that as well. And so, Chiefs' first preseason game, they kind of, the Bengals kind of looked sluggish out there. They didn't really look like they had, they were ready for preseason play at all they kind of were just kind of there <laughs> it looked like and I was I was really impressed with the Chiefs and uh what he would what we were able to do offensively and defensively and uh the first drive for Patrick Mahomes he kind of went down the field and we handed we <laughs> I remember he's Patrick Mahomes scrambled and it looked like he was almost about to get into the end zone. and But before he almost got into the end zone, there were like three, four Bengal defenders in the area, like right there in the end zone, like looking like they were about to like take his head off. So he, I'm glad that he he got, on the, got onto the ground when he did because if he didn't, he probably would have gotten decapica- decapitated. That's the word. Uh... And so, the I didn't really. My brothers heard that he was going to play the first whole quarter, 
Um, I was just kind of expecting one drive, um, and that was it. And that's kind of what we got. And uh, but everybody was kind of looking forward to seeing Patrick Mahomes the whole first quarter. But the Bengals' first drive took up most of the first quarter, anyways. So, and it was just a long consecutive drive, so it wasn't anything to like. Like I, regardless, I didn't think we were gonna see Patrick Mahomes all that much, anyways. So, I was kind of like, okay, I I doubt it, but um, in the second preseason game, we might see like another drive after a couple more drives of Patrick Mahomes than we did see here in the first game. A couple is pushing it, but, um, yeah, they, you probably won't see much of Patrick Mahomes in this preseason. You'll probably see him most likely the most in the third preseason game. Um, so I wouldn't really count on, on seeing him out there all that much. Usually the third preseason game is when you want, you know who you're mostly you know who your starters are and you kind of just want to see them and it's kind of like a first it's kind of like one of your first regular season games and so you kind of for that third preseason game the starters are getting their legs underneath them they've gotten like game time type of reps and so they're just out there just to perform and to have a uh, have fun and to also like proof prove their worth and uh so that's that's mainly when you'll see Patrick Mahomes and uh Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all 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 your your star players mainly on the team and uh, I'm looking forward to watching uh Tyron Matthew uh throughout preseason just to show uh He's one of my favorite uh, DB. He was kind of like one of my favorite DBs coming out of uh, LSU. And uh, Marcus Claiborne, who played with uh, Tyron Matthew at LSU, is now on the Chiefs. We recently just signed him. And so uh, Tyron Matthew and Marcus Claiborne had been talking for the past, for the past couple of months. And uh, Tyron Matthew finally convinced Marcus Claiborne to uh sign with the Chiefs and it was uh it was kind of a no-brainer for Marcus because you know you, he gets a fresh start um I don't think he's going to be the same player that he was in Dallas where he was kind of he was kind of one of the Cowboys more shut down corners I don't see him being like that I see him though being uh one better than what our DBs have been playing as so um, I see him pairing well with Juan Thornhill uh, Tyron Matthew and uh, uh, oh, 35 um, for the Chiefs uh, I want to say it's West but it's not Sharkandrick West it's uh, anyways uh, I see our DB uh, core group of guys being pretty well together. Um, and so it will be kind of fun to watch because right now our our 
Charvarius Char Ward. That was the name. I knew it started with a W, but it wasn't West. It was Ward. Charvarius Ward. Um, I remember Charvarius Ward was pretty good at the end of the regular season. He actually caught what would have been if D Ford wasn't offsides. Uh, the game winner on in the ASC championship game because um, Tom Brady threw it to Gronk. It went through Gronk's hands, and Charverius caught the ball, and he would and he ran out of bounds and stuff. And so, if D Ford wasn't out off sides, we would have went to the Super Bowl straight up. Like that would have been like I would have been celebrating so hard. Um, I, I probably would have cried a little bit, and so I was, I'm looking forward to it, uh, our secondary being a, a young veteran group, uh, so Charvarius Ward, uh, Kendall Fuller, um, Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill, and it's just gonna be a great, it'll be, uh, it's a work in progress right now. You know, we've our secondary is still one of one of the worst secondaries in the league, um, corner wise. But uh, Marcus Claiborne will, will help us out a little bit. Um, his communication with Tyron Matthews should be pretty good. Tyron will tell him what spots to be in and all this stuff and and how to play um, receivers and what Tyron Matthew envisions uh the secondary being so i feel like well it's kind of a coincidence too because we have less miles here in lawrence as well and it's kind of like all the lsu players that played with less miles is coming coming to the kansas city area and i, I kind of like it because it's it's lsu football here in here in kansas city so it's it'll be fun exciting to watch this year um i can't wait for the regular season to start, and uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. So, recently, as of yesterday, uh, the NBA just posted all their uh, prime time games, and it's going to be pretty fun to watch uh, all the matchups this year. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Clippers and the Lakers facing off. Um, and also, uh, all the, pretty much, it's going to be a lot of drama here in, here in the NBA. Um, a lot of fans are kind of, I'm expecting the Warriors not to do all that great in the regular season, but I feel like they're going to be like a fifth or sixth seed in the West. Um, but if Draymond can produce offensively, and defensively, like he's been doing, and can hit so shots consistently from the three-point line and from mid-range. Um, they're going to be a fun team to watch, um, mainly because, yes, they don't have Clay Thompson, but Steph Curry, if he can perform like he did back in 2016 when he won the MVP, it's going to be... It's going to be one heck of a ride for the Warriors. It's going to be a lot of ups and downs. Um, and so it's going to be pretty fun to watch. And uh, I'm, I'm excited because it's a – when 
you're in the off season, there's so many possibilities of what could happen. Like you can guess, like oh, the Warriors are, are going to make their sixth finals appearance, appearance straight, straight finals appearance, and possibly win it all. That's actually a possibility. Like you can't really count the Warriors out because by the time Clay Thompson gets back, it's going to be around when the playoffs start and it's going to it's going to be really fun and interesting to watch as the season progresses and prog- belongs um the trailblazers i uh, i think they're going to be like a top 3 seed in the west uh, that and a lot of people saw them go to the western conference finals and get swept last year they have the majority of their core guys returning and what we've seen through most of this offseason is uh, players, really, teams have been getting new players, like, and they all have to, like, figure out how to, like, play with each other. And some people, like, they've, they've known how to play with each other, like Russell Westbrook and James Harden in Houston. They've played together before in Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, that was five, six years ago five, six, seven years ago, so it, they kind of have to update their resume on that, but they've played together before, and they, and that's kind of why Russell Westbrook was wanting to go to Houston to play with Harden, because they've played together before, and they've, they really, it worked out, but also Kevin Durant was on that team in Oklahoma City when they went to the finals, so they, they think that they can recreate that a little bit and go back to the finals and pretty much uh, this year is kind of up for anybody. Um, there's no particular team to come out and win it all. Um, Kawhi and Paul George in Los Angeles, they, they have a potential of winning it. Um, just because um, the Clippers, they pushed the Warriors to six games. And every game that they played against the Warriors... Um, they did it without a star, and it was really close with every single game. And so it's kind of going to be fun to watch them as they pretty much uh, – they needed stars pretty much, and they got stars, and uh, they didn't really have to trade all that much to get them, and they've kept their main group core intact. Um, they got Lou Williams, who's coming off the bench, uh uh, Montrez Harrell, who's coming off the bench as well, he may start potentially. Um, their their starting five is going to look like Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, possibly Montrez Harrell, and uh, Zubac. And that's gonna it's gonna be a really fun team to watch. Uh, that's a potential starting five for them. They've got. A multitude of players that they can just plug in and produce for them right away so that'll be fun and then to watch and also the Los Angeles Lakers um, with all their free agent signings uh, Danny Green um, DeMarcus Cousins uh, Quinn Cook who was on the championship run with the Warriors who was their uh, backup point guard to Steph Curry and uh his story is kind of unique because his 
uh, Quinn Quick's dad was one of his one of uh, he was uh, a big Lakers fan, and, and Quinn Cook's dad had died, um, and uh, you know he's uh, he and when he had that opportunity to go into free agency, he, it was kind of a no brainer for him to sign with the Lakers because he just he knew that if his his dad was alive, he his dad would like just wouldn't let it down he could he probably would be at an all-time high knowing that his son uh is on his favorite team and Quinn Cook himself really liked the Lakers and that was one of his favorite teams as well so it was kind of a no-brainer for Quinn Cook to sign with the Lakers and uh they also got Jared Dunleavy uh who was in Brooklyn and came over to Los Angeles, so he'll be uh, a good asset for the Lakers. And uh, Anthony Davis, which is the biggest signing in all of this, um, doing the pick and roll with LeBron James, it will be fun to watch there. And he'll be teaming up with his old uh, teammate, DeMarcus Cousins, who when they played together in New Orleans, they were unguardable in the low post. They were unguardable. They were unlike anything in the NBA. It was it was really fun to watch him. I don't expect DeMarcus to start. You know, I think he'll be kind of a, a role player for the Lakers. He'll probably come off the bench. I'll expect JaVale McGee to, to start um, this season. But don't be surprised uh, if DeMarcus gets the starting job kind of like a few games into the season. And... Uh, I've always been kind of high on DeMarcus um, from the standpoint of he's he's a really good player, but he's his attitude is kind of everywhere, and uh, he's kind of always had a bad attitude, and he's gotten himself into trouble at times with his attitude, and uh, he was drafted by the Sacramento Kings, and uh, he came out of Kentucky. He's kind of just – he's always had – a bad attitude when it comes to just everything. Um, his, but I'm really high on his offense because his offense. He proved with the Warriors that he's he can still play in this game and he can still get 20, 25 points when he's healthy. Um, in that in that final series, he kind of just came off an injury and was kind of thrown into the fire, and he kind of had to. He was kind of working on one leg, and after I think he tore his, he didn't tear his Achilles. It uh, it was, I know that it was an, a leg injury of, of some sort. Um, but Kevin Durant tore his Achilles, so he'll miss. Kevin Durant will miss all of this next season. But um, some key games to to watch. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to the Christmas Day, uh, Houston Rockets versus the Warriors. That'll be a fun one to watch because Russell Westbrook and Harden teaming up against uh, Steph Curry and Draymond, and uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. And so it'll be quite fun to watch uh, most of these these matchups this year. Um, I'm gonna kind of give you the uh, the opening day schedule for the uh, uh, 
I'm kind of looking this up online. Uh, so Christmas Day, um, Milwaukee at Philadelphia. That's going to be at 2.30. Houston at Golden State. That's going to be at 5. The Clippers and the Lakers at 8 p.m. And uh, the Pelicans and the Denver Nuggets. That's going to be at 10.30 at night. And that's going to be a really fun one to watch. Uh, Toronto will host uh, New Orleans on opening night. That will be October 22nd. And uh, Zion will be playing that day. And uh, also, the Clippers and the Lakers will also be playing opening day as well. Uh, that will be at 10.30 at night. So... It'll be a pretty much a fun opening day to watch and Christmas Day. And uh, also, I'm kind of looking forward to watching the Brooklyn Nets face off against the Boston Celtics and for Kyrie to prove that he wasn't the problem in Boston and because uh, he got, got most of the blame for not uh, being able to produce and to get out of the second round against... Uh, Milwaukee and so he's got to prove that he wasn't the problem and this is kind of a, a free year for Kyrie Irving uh, to just kind of mess around and go drop 26 27 points a game and uh, prove that he can lead a team until Kevin Durant gets back and Kevin Durant when he comes back off his Achilles, I don't expect him to be the, the same player that he was before the injury, but I'd probably expect him to be 80-85% of the player, and being that overall, he's he's still going to be like a top-five player in the league, and he's going he's gonna to perform for the Brooklyn Nets. I Personally, I think that uh, he's gonna the Brooklyn Nets are going to get to the finals if not win the finals within the like the next three years and so it's going to be really fun to watch uh brooklyn and to show their dominance in new york and uh the new york knicks kind of uh i know that everybody says that they missed out in, in free agency on Kyrie and kevin durant they were never going to get them anyways um it was kind of in the New York market, they were always kind of like just hoping for to get those type players because the two max slots, and they were like, "Oh, what? Like we're New York. We're gonna we're gonna get Kyrie and Kevin Durant." Then they really were never going to get Kyrie and Kevin Durant because uh, who was on that team beforehand that's now on the Brooklyn Nets was DeAndre Jordan. And they didn't really feel like playing DeAndre Jordan because they they felt like tanking and they just kind of wanted to uh, get to the off season and they kind of wanted to show the young guys and they kind of just sat DeAndre Jordan and DeAndre I know for a fact didn't like that and he's been on the record saying that he didn't like that and so he and now he gets to play a lot of minutes in Brooklyn with Kyrie and getting that chemistry working and taken out. Um, I think it's going to be 
Lob City and Brooklyn for uh, next year anyways. He's going to have a whole lot of highlight reel um, type of lob dunks, and him and Kyrie are going to get along pretty well. Kyrie has never had a guy like DeAndre Jordan that can just go up and for a lob except like LeBron James, and that was kind of it. Like LeBron, you could you could lob one up to LeBron, and you know that it's gonna be it's gonna be a slam dunk. It's the same thing with DeAndre Jordan. You know you can lob one up, and he's gonna slam it down. But when Kevin Durant comes back, he he now has a sec like a second lob option as well because Kevin Durant he can he can do it as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun to watch uh, Kyrie and Brooklyn and DeAndre. And to see if they, if they mess with, um, mess with the growth of Karis LeVert and Jarrett Allen. Um, Karis LeVert, he, he struggled when he first came back, um, from his injury. It was a pretty, um, disgusting and nasty looking injury. You know, I was kind of like, oh, dang, when I watched it, but, um. But yeah, he's he came back. He he struggled out of the gate because, you know, he he need, he needed to get his legs underneath him, and then he came and he st- he started dropping twenty in the playoffs, and where he was averaging eight points in like the regular season, like after his injury, and so he was. It was kind of interesting to watch that um, develop, like him grow into. A potential scorer for and be like a second or third option for the Brooklyn Nets. So you know that it's kind of it's going to be fun to watch. Also, uh, I'm going to be looking forward to watching Anthony Davis going back to New Orleans this year because um, uh, they obviously they moved on from Anthony Davis with getting the number one overall pick, which is Zion Williamson and building a team around him. And so it, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, Diane Williamson got J.J. Redick in free agency. Um, Drew Holiday is still there with him. They, they, that is a potential playoff team, probably like a 7th or 8th seed. But um, they, the Pelicans, they've, they got better from this. And it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, the Pelicans throughout the season to see um, how Zion grows into a, a player in the NBA and, and getting used to playing at the NBA level. Um, I remember watching one of Zion's, uh, his only game in, uh, in the NBA Summer League. He stole it. Like he just straight up grabbed it from Kevin Knox and just slammed it. And, uh, Kevin Knox was was cradling it, cradling it like a baby, and Zion just literally took it away from him, grabbed the ball, stripped it away from him, and throwing Kevin Knox to the ground, and then Zion just s- slammed it and like it was nothing, and it was kind of like whoa, what what's this <laughs> like, and it kind of it kind of showed that he could play at this level, and uh, I'll be looking forward. To watching that and to see and to see if Kevin Knox can get his revenge, um, so 
it'll be fun to watch that this season. Uh, it'll be it'll be fun. Um, hey guys, that's kind of all that I had for today. Thank you for listening into the podcast and uh, tune in next time. Uh, if you are new to the channel, subscribe and thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day, guys.